It's time for the What in the Podcast. The Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, California is a long-standing monument with a long history of murder, suicide, and accidental death. And a lot of strange cases. Chief among them that we're going to talk about tonight would be the Elise Lamb case. Join us as we talk about her case, along with our interview, Pablo Vergara, a.k.a. Morbid Blackstar who visited the hotel a year before she was there, but was accused of her murder nonetheless. Welcome to episode 41 of What in the Podcast. Begin audio transmission. Welcome to the What in the Podcast with your hosts, Kent Whittington and Adriana Mito and Tracy Lynn Hernandez. Hello and welcome to the What in the Podcast. I'm your host, Kent Whittington. As always, along with me, my lovely co-hostesses. Hello, I'm Adriana Comito. And I'm Tracy Lynn Hernandez. And we're mighty glad to have you here with us tonight. I'm sorry I'm remoting in, but you know what? <clears throat> Better safe than sorry. Oh, we're not complaining. Nothing wrong with safety. We actually uh, had our own COVID because, test recently. Because we were sick and the way we were sick. I don't usually get sick for more than a day or so when I do get a cold. But I haven't been able to shake this one. And it drove me buggy enough. And the symptoms were similar enough that Adriana and I both decided to go in and take a COVID test. Now, I should tell folks, if you do go in for a COVID test, it's a little uncomfortable. They probe your brain. They do probe your brain, yes. <laughs> but it doesn't really hurt. Um, and the test results, actually, you can get them back in as early as the next, the next morning. day. We got ours at 10 o'clock the next morning. That's right. It wasn't even a full 24 hours before we got our results. And they were negative. Yay! Uh, yeah, we just have colds. That's Nasty colds, but yeah. Cold. But I'm feeling a little bit better now. I'm still feeling the, the, the congestion a little bit and coughing like a madman. I'll get over that. So you'll hear me cough again tonight, and I apologize for that. How about you? How are you? Hey, welcome. I'm okay. Welcome to life. Yeah, welcome to life. That's See, mine is, my problem is my fever keeps coming back. It will go away, and then it comes back, and then it'll go away, and then it comes back. Yeah, but you always had a health issues. Oh, I've had the I have the immune system of an embryo. <laughs> I ha I have a really bad I seriously, anytime anybody would get like a 24 hour bug or whatever, I'd have it for like a week. And I'm not lying. This is I just get sick and I just get sick. Like, yeah, I, I normally catch a cold in November and I fight all the colds at once it's a basically a long-running torturous event for me until anywhere between february and may yeah so I, yeah th this this covid lockdown meant that i was not spending november to may sick yay <clears throat> but i did 
you know, between getting getting someone who was suspected that they might have had COVID and the little ones I watch having a head cold because babies are walking, talking Petri dishes. Oh, yes, Everyone knows this. It's better to stay home and deal with my allergies and possible head cold as compared to sharing that creeping crud with everyone else. I don't want to share this with anybody. This thing was horrible. Yeah, so. Yeah, if somebody else with a cold or a sinus infection, I'll end up with walking pneumonia. So I I, under, I feel your pain, Tracy. Believe me. Just be, And see, I, the funny thing is, I don't know how I got sick. I wash my hands. I have hand sanitizer. I wear my mask in public. I just no clue how I got sick. And no one else around me who was around me got sick with this. So except that thing over there in the she corner. She says that she's pointing at me. <laughs> Well, you know, it can't really be helped in that regard. I am out amongst the public on a daily basis. Uh, I, you know, in case no one knows this. Yes, but I, I got sick first. <laughs> in case no one knows this, I actually work as an associate at Walmart. So I am amongst the masses eight, day, eight hours out of the day, every day, except for days night off and night before, basically. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's surprising I haven't gotten it yet. But we do take knock on wood. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, we take precautions and everything, so so I get to stay healthy. But right now, I feel more like the Walking Wounded. Um, it's funny, you look like the Walking Dead. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I love you. I know I pick on you, but I love you. Anyway, that's, I, think, I think we've talked enough about being sick. Yes, everybody stay healthy. Do not get this. Don't want to wish it on my worst enemy. Let's talk about a different subject. Like like our, our, our contest. Oh, our contest. Yeah, we should bring that up before we start. Do we know who the winner is now? We it's, have a winner tonight. W- uh, it's the horseman, isn't it? It is the horseman. I tallied up the votes. I voted for it. Even, so. even after I tallied up the votes, people were still voting. Um, but the horseman won overall. So, Greg, you're going to receive a, a print of your horseman on a T-shirt. Uh, we'll get started on that right away and get that to you as soon as it's ready. In the meantime, we'll set up for another contest. To and the winner gets a box set DVD set of the first season of Stranger Things. Yep, courtesy of me. But as we've not been able to discuss the contest at the moment, we can't announce what it is yet. Just let it, just to let you know that there is a prize for it. There's a prize for it, and hopefully by next week we will actually have a contest. Well, hopefully we'll be able to get together, sit down, and discuss something without all of us feeling like we're dying. Yeah. So um, we'll get to it. We will get to it. We'll let you know what happens. So anyway, what are we talking about tonight, ladies? Well, we have an interview. We, are talk- we do have an interview. Sorry, yes, Tracy. But what are, what are we what are we talking about? We're talking about the Cecil Hotel and Elisa Lamb. Yep, Cecil Hotel and specifically Elisa Lamb, because our interview actually figures into that particular story. Um, but let's get down to it. What, uh, what we know about the Cecil, it was built in 1924 by three hoteliers, William Banks Hanner, Charles L. Dix, and Robert H. Shops, as a destination for business travelers and tourists, designed by Roy Lester Smith in the Beaux-Arts style. And constructed by W.W. Patton, the hotel cost $1.5 million to complete and boasted an opulent marble lobby with stained glass windows, potted palms, 
and alabaster statuary. Excuse my ring. The three hoteliers invested about $2.5 million in the enterprise with the knowledge that several similar hotels had been established elsewhere downtown. But within five years of its opening, the United States sank into the Great Depression. That's a lot of money, even in the in the twenties. That's a lot of money. It is a substantial that's, 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 amount of money. Yeah, it it, yeah. it would be like uh, more than twenty million. I'm I'm guessing to, yeah, in today. So you can definitely see the opulence of the hotel. Oh, it was beautiful in its heyday. Yeah, I think I've seen pictures online of it. It was gorgeous. It also had a creepy feeling to it, even back then, though, because the pictures. If you look at the pictures, they okay. You went dark. It shouldn't be dark. You were nice and bright and shiny, and now you're dim. Screen issue, I'm sure. Screen issue, I'm just messing with her. So anyway, I promise, my battery says it's got plenty of time still. <laughs> oh, no, no, you had a light on or something on you for a split second. You were lit up, and then now you're not. I don't know. She's just got a beautiful inner glow, and it's dimming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm Maybe teasing. my grandparents are visiting. I don't know. I'm only teasing. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandpa. Andy. I'm Getting just back teasing. To what we're talking about. Uh, the United States sank into the Great Depression. Although the hotel flourished as a fashionable destination throughout the 40s, the decade beyond saw the hotel decline. As the nearby area known as Skid Row became increasingly populated with transients. Um, now, this was actually something the city planned, too, correct? Why are we asking? Yes and no. About what? Okay, Tracy, about Skid Row. Answer. Oh, Skid Row, um, yeah. The, the, the city had planned on, on a spot, kind of, but it was it was more, that's where they got pushed to because of um, the layout that, it, that had grown up around the hotel. Mm -hmm. um, it was supposed to be a hub, but that's not how the city grew. It right. went another direction. Right, as and, the time, um, they just sort of gathered around that particular area. Basically, it did become Skid Row. Was a place and the room rates yeah. were cheaper at the time, too, yeah. than anywhere else in town. Yeah, the area of Skid Row was basically a place at which you got into it. Yep. That's basically in any city. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a, a large area we're talking about, not just around the hotel. Tell me that. I want to say it's like 27 blocks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's about what it was. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, I... Uh, Became increasingly popular with transients, and as many as ten thousand homeless people lived within a four-mile, okay, four-mile radius, basically, or six kilometers. Uh, yep. the, the iconic advertisement on the right side of the building originally had the word "monthly." If you notice, uh, if you look at it today, it says "weekly" instead of "monthly" rates. Uh, the remains of the first letters can still be seen, and this is why the current word "daily" is aligned on the right side, unlike the other. Uh, in 2007, a portion of the hotel was refurbished after new owners took over from there. In 2011, part of the Cecil Hotel was rebranded as Stay on Main, with separate reception areas during the day, but with shared facilities. And its official website remained thececilhotel.com. In 2014, the hotel was sold to New York City hotelier Richard Bourne for $30 million, after which another New York-based firm, Simon Barron Development, a 99-year ground lease on the property. In 2016, Matt Barron, president of Simon Barron, said he was committed to the preservation of architecturally or historically, excuse me, <laughs> historically significant components of the building, such as the hotel's grand lobby. 
But his company, Grand Lobby? Yes. Okay, you yes. said Lob. Sorry. Sorry, I had a frog in my throat. Yes. What's its name? Herbert. Herbert. Oh, Herbert the Frog. Okay. But his company planned to completely redevelop the interior and fix the hodgepodge work that had been done in more recent years. Beyond renovating rooms, the developer also planned the gym, lounge, and rooftop pool. The hotel closed in 2017 for the renovation. Project completion is slated for sometime in 2021. So they're nearing completion. So they're not done with it. No. Like I thought, they weren't done. Right, right. Okay. In February 2017, the Los Angeles City Council voted to deem the Cecil an historic cultural monument because it's a representative of an early 20th century American hotel and because of the historic significance of its architect's body of work. So now that we know about the hotel, let's talk about its reputation. <laughs> this is where things get a little dark. A little? Just a little bit. Like like, like the, the 16 deaths that the, it's had? How many serial killers live there? Several. Several. <laughs> I can only think of the one. There's two. No, I can think of two now. And I can't remember the other one's name, though. So anyway, the first, it started off with a suicides. Uh, the first documented suicide at Cecil occurred on the evening of January 22nd, 1927. When Percy Orman Cook, 52, shot himself in the head while inside his hotel room after failing to reconcile with his wife and child. The LA Times reported that he was rushed to the receiving hospital with a slim chance of survival. Death records revealed that he died that same evening. The next reported death occurred in 1931 when a guest, W.K. Norton, died in his room after taking poison capsules. Like cyanide? Yeah, like cyanide. Okay. Throughout the 40s and the 50s, more suicides at the Cecil occurred. In 2008, two longtime residents referred to the Cecil as a suicide, and it became a popular nickname in social media years later. Room Spook, a website that tracks hotel deaths, lists at least 13 suicides that happened at the hotel. In addition to suicides, the Cecil's history includes other violence and disturbing happenings. It also became a notorious rendezvous spot for adulterous couples, drug activity, and a common ground for sex workers. In 2015, while researching the Cecil Hotel for an article for KCET... Ah! It's, that's the German dude, right? Or Swedish? Um, let me get to it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where he was from. So anyway, while researching the Cecil Hotel in 2015 for KCET, researcher Hadley Mears claimed yep. that in 1947, Elizabeth Short, dubbed by the media as the Black Dahlia, was rumored to have been drinking at the Cecil Bar in the, day, in the days before her notorious and insult murder. However, this claim appears to be nothing more than the retelling of a long-forgotten falsehood. Of course. The first appeared in a 1995 column written by Los Angeles Times scribe Steve Harvey. <coughs> Excuse me. Like I said, you'll hear me talking throughout this podcast, and I apologize. Yay, breathing! Yes, we all love it. You can do it. Please be careful with your eardrums. So without fact-checking the claim, Harvey had quoted Ken Schlesler, author of the book, This is Hollywood, is saying, on January 11, 1947, just three days before she was murdered, the Black Dahlia was seen in the bar at the Cecil Hotel with a girlfriend and two sailors. Chesler then added, in fact, the hotel and the bars in the, in the same block, including the dugout next door, were some of Elizabeth Short's favorite hangouts during the week before she was killed. Chesler's Black Dahlia claim is easy to disprove. 
According to LAPD records, Short was last seen alive at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel on January 9th and was not seen again until her body was discovered in an empty field on January 15th. There are no known records of Elizabeth Short ever being at the Cecil Hotel. In 1964, a retired telemarketer named Pigeon Goldie Osgood, who had been a well-known and well-liked long-term resident of the hotel, was found dead in her room. She'd been raped, stabbed, beaten, and her room ransacked. Jacques B. Ellinger was charged with Oscar's murder, but was later cleared. Her murder remains unsolved. Perhaps most infamously, in the 80s, the hotel may have been a residence of serial killer Richard Ramirez, nicknamed the Night Stalker. Ramirez was a regular presence on the Skid Row area of Los Angeles, and according to the hotel clerk, who claims to have spoken to him, Ramirez is rumored to have stayed at the Cecil for a few weeks. Ramirez may have engaged in part of his killing spree while staying there. Another serial killer, which you were bringing up. Sorry. That's okay. You just jumped in a little bit. I didn't actually know about him until recently, like the last six months. And she gets so excited. I get so excited. I know. I'm overexcitable. <laughs> well, one thing you need to know about Adri, she is a fan of serial killers. Oh, from a, I used to like buy true crime novels and stuff or uh, when I was... A kid. I, I know mean, I'm we weird. We still have a few on our shelves. Uh, a few? Yeah, more than a few. <laughs> Another serial killer, Australian Jack Unterweger, stayed at the Cecil in 1991, possibly because he sought to copy Ramirez's crimes. While there, he strangled and killed at least three sex workers for which he was convicted in Austria. He hanged himself shortly after his conviction. He wasn't Australian, he was Austrian. I right? said Austrian. I heard Australian the first I time. I heard Austrian. The first time you said it. Either way, we're talking about a man, basically. From another country that came here and decided it was okay to kill people. What she said. <laughs> Sorry. He had actually committed several murders in Austria before coming to America. And posed, he, he came as a reporter doing a story on... Sex workers. On sex workers. Thank you. <coughs> right, that's it for I thank you for telling me that. And uh, apparently he went on a murder spree while he was... Allegedly doing these reports, he got caught, got sent back to Austria, tried for murder, convicted, and then killed himself. He killed himself? I thought he got extradited. No, he killed himself shortly after his conviction. Here? No, in Austria. Oh, okay. He did get extradited. No, I thought he got, um, I thought I, he... I think we're circling around this. Anyway, yeah, beside the point. <laughs> in 2013, the Cecil, by then, rebranded as the Stay on Maine. Although it's still maintaining the original Hotel Cecil signs and painted advertisements on its exterior, became the focus of renewed attention when, <coughs> excuse me, when surveillance footage of a young Canadian student, Elisa Lamb, behaving erratically at the hotel's elevator, went viral. The hotel depicts Lamb's repeatedly pressing the elevator button, walking in and out of the elevator, and possibly attempting to hide from someone. It was reported shortly before her disappearance when her naked body was subsequently discovered in a water supply cistern on the hotel roof. With her clothes in it. Following complaints from residents of odd-tasting water and low pressure. How she got into the cistern remains a mystery. The Los Angeles County coroner ruled her death accidental due to drowning, her bipolar, with bipolar disorder being a significant factor. Now I'm going to stop there on that because that's actually... A, what 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 our focus is tonight is Elisa Lamb's case. So now 
want to talk about uh, that particular case, Elisa Lamb. Um, we know we know about the case itself that she disappeared from the Cecil in 2013. In February of in 2013. February, was missing for 19 days and was later found in the hotel cistern. The water tower. The water tower, actually. One of four. They of, And they work in unison. They go from one to the next to the next because people were... Um, that we're complaining about the water, the pressure, the smell, the consistency of the water, etc. Sorry, folks. Hadri jumped the gun again. <laughs> She's okay. allowed. She's, She's excited, excited about yes, this. She yes. knows this. Well, I know that the water, there's four on the roof, and there's it goes from one <laughs> to the other to the other before it goes into the hotel. Yep. So anyway, that's where she was found. That's where she was found. She was completely naked. Um, her clothes were in there with her. And they were found at the bottom of the tower. But no explanation as to how she got in there, how she died, specifically whether she was drowned or not. All the test results were anything conclusive, but there were some things that were. There was blood found in one of her lower cavities, not the one you would expect. So the rape kit was was inconclusive. Well, she's also in water. Water will destroy semen. It will destroy fingerprints. So I mean, if she was put in there, it, it all. Well, water is, is, is the great unifier. It will relax things. So well, well, part of her... Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's start with Lisa Lamb herself. <laughs> the, okay. okay, the video footage of her, maybe. How about we start with why she was here in the first place? She took the semester off from the, universe, the University of British Columbia uh -huh. and decided she wanted to travel. On her blog, she was talking about that she wanted to go and her parents didn't want to let her. She's in her, well, she's 21 for or 20, whatever. And for, for crying out loud or whatever. And she finally got her way and she traveled a, a few other places too. She sat, was in Sacramento, I think. And then she went to San Diego and then took Amtrak up to LA. Yeah, she was traveling down she to was, Canada. So she's in all the major spots. She was, you know, she was traveling and then she went from Sacramento to, L, to San Diego and then back to LA. I, I don't know where she stayed in San Diego. I don't know all of that. I'm sure if we could find if we could find her blog, I'm sure we could find out. Um, she uh, uh, so she checked into the Cecil on I forget the date, but she was in January twenty January twenty seventh, I think. I want to say twenty seventh. Let me double check. <laughs> okay. Adri is looking. Oh, she disappeared on the 31st of January. So she was in the Cecil before that. So she was she disappeared and wasn't found until February. Yep. Uh, February 19th. So yeah, that's the date. Uh, they assume that she died the day she went missing. The, the day after she went missing. They assume she was dead on the 1st. This is the assumption. Or at least I think that's what it says on her her official death certificate. Bipolar disorder. The coroner did not release the the autopsy report for four months. That made everybody all suspicious. Um, the horror film Dark Water, uh, been referenced, came out in 20, 2002. Uh, the crime scene, The Vanishing. No, that's what we're not. Yeah, that's no mind. I'm background. Hold on, I'm. All over the place. Yeah, she went to the San Diego Zoo. That's why she was in San Diego. San Diego Zoo. 
uh, on the 26th of January, she she was in LA for two days, somewhere in LA, from the 26th of January, and then two days later, she checked into the Cecil Hotel on the 28th. Right. So she was only in the Cecil Hotel before she went missing on the 31st. Well, she was scheduled actually to check out on the 1st of February. And that's the day they say she was dead or she died or whatever. Whether she she could have died before that, but she went missing on the 31st, I guess. Yeah, so. she was uh, actually going to head to Santa Cruz from that point. Oh, yeah. And she was. Uh, her parents didn't hear from her. They freaked out. The I, I have it. You have what? I have some of that information. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so let me let me go back a bit. So this is from the timeline.com. Okay, so this is talking about Elisa Lamb uh, growing a bit of her growing up. Okay, a little bit of her growing up and and her family. Uh, the death of Elisa Lamb is a mystery that's puzzled the world for nearly a decade. Lamb, also known by her Cantonese name Ham Yo, sorry, Lam Ho Yi, was last seen at the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles on the 31st of January 2013. Her disappearance garnered international attention, especially when the police released footage of the last time she was captured on, on camera. The unsettling video shows Lisa in a state of confusion, entering and re-entering a stationary elevator and appearing to gesture to someone off the camera's view. Following a water pressure complaint the hotel, from the hotel guests five days later, hotel maintenance discovered Lisa's body in the main water tank on the roof. Her, left and sorry, her death and conspiracies surrounding it are all part of a subject of a Netflix documentary. Elisa's uh, parents initially objected to her traveling to Los Angeles alone. She was born April 30th, 2000, sorry, in uh, 1991 to David and Yina Lam. She grew up alongside one sister, whose name is Sarah, who they were reportedly close with each other. Sarah and Elisa's mutual love for fashion dominated most of their interactions. Lamb's story is up on Tumblr. It's locked and it is archived, but you can still see it. So it's 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 an anchor point anyone can read to to see her um, experiences with her bipolar and going on with life. She wanted to see the world before getting a job. She informed her parents of her desire to go to Los Angeles. They objected, but eventually they let the 21-year-old go on the condition that she called them every day. After failing to get hold of them on the 31st of January in 2013, David and Yina filed a missing re uh, persons report. Their family traveled to Los Angeles to assist in efforts to find their, their daughter. Visibly distraught and concerned, the family declined to address the media as the LAPD pleaded with the public for information on her disappearance. Following the discovery of her body, the town spoke in Elisa's hometown of Burnaby showed their support by placing flowers and condolence messages outside a restaurant owned by the family. Elisa's family buried her in a cemetery in Burnaby. After considerable delay, experts concluded that Elisa had died due to accidental drowning, occasioned in part by bipolar disorder on, in September 2013. Her parents filed a wrongful death suit against the Cecil Hotel, alleging that the hotel should have secured the water tank, which was when which she drowned. For uh, Elisa to have drowned the in, in the water tank, she would have had to have access to the roof via one of two access points, scale a 10-foot ladder, push aside a 20-pound lid, and then fall or climb into the, to the tank. The judge dismissed the suit. Uh, judge, Ham, judge Helm further provided that the hotel couldn't have predicted such an accidental drowning. In fact, the very nature of the water tank made it unreasonable for Lisa to assume that she was allowed to climb into it and open the lid. 
the uh, family has stated has has stated that they will consider whether or not to appeal. And so far, the family has not appealed the decision. They've kept a low pro profile since 2015. I know that they had uh, that there were documents proving that her medication levels had dropped. Um, anyone who's on bipolar medication or anyone who's on any kind of psych eval medication, you have to keep a certain level. And she wanted to do this on her own. And I remember um, stories or information stating that she, that she was trying to wean herself off because she wanted to be able to be a functional person. And uh, that's a... That's, that's an ongoing thing I've seen in, in my personal circles of I don't want to be on this medication, therefore I'm not going to be on it until I have you back on it, and that makes it all the worse. What was the problem and being on the medication? They don't feel like themselves. Bipolar people on those medications don't feel, they, they're constantly saying they don't feel like themselves. Though I do, I'm bipolar, and I've never known any other bipolars that hallucinated without the medication. Or with low levels of, I'm not. That that's a schizophrenia that's thing. So she may have been misdiagnosed if my if she had schizophrenia, and they gave her bipolar medicine. Oh, that's all sorts of bad stuff. My sister, they, they did just, that to my sister. Or they just came to the wrong conclusion as to what the meds did to her in the first place. True. Then, I there's know. also the point of, of when you're a child and a teenager, they don't diagnose you. They didn't drug trial on you to see which one's going to work for you, but they don't diagnose you. I know this from personal experience. They will say, you have bipolar, you have this, you have that, but we can't say it's this or that. We think it might be a combination of bipolar and blah, 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 blah. But, blah. but they don't diagnose you until you're... Oh, I got diagnosed when I was a teenager. They diagnosed me with major depression. Turns out I'm bipolar. So they were the, when when the they were the Prozac stopped working and they kept giving me so much because it stopped working. They almost killed me. Well, look what happened <laughs> recently with yeah. you when you had that doctor and she wanted to recommend a certain medication oh. because that was her specialty. Oh, I had a doctor that you were diagnosed a certain. She diagnosed me because it was her specialty. She says I am. What was it? Uh, I have. Uh, oh, what was it? It doesn't matter. I'll remember it eventually. But yeah, she diagnosed me. My, my father no. gets. Yeah. No, it wasn't schizophrenia. My, my father's been told he's got he's got a heart issue because he's seeing a, a doctor that was going through the heart modality, and then he had a diabetes issue because the doctor's going through diabetes modality. It's amazing how the doctors that's training in that certain subject will see that certain subject. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, she, yeah, no, no, that's you know what she said. I have borderline personality disorder, and I looked it up, and I'm like, and I, I've asked all my friends. I was like, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> So I went, I told Kaiser, get, I, pardon my language. Yeah, I went and I told Kaiser, I, I said, Kaiser, get me another, another doctor. And, well, come on now. They, she wanted me to diagnose me with this, with this, this thing that I didn't have. And so I finally got diagnosed properly. I said, I don't have this. This medication is not working. So they almost killed me. Somebody, somebody else a long time ago. Okay. So we know that obviously it may be the medication is issue. It may be that she was misdiagnosed. Oh, the medication didn't kill me by making me see things. It's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's in in the the medical report. Her numbers had dropped drastically, so right. she was still taking it, but she was not taking it as often. Now the, the question is, was she trying to wean herself from it because you're supposed she, to do that? You know, well, 
because she she was trying to get herself off or was she trying to wean herself from it so the medication would last longer when she was on her trip was she there's, there's so many questions answer or questions that, that can't be answered yeah because right. she's not here to t- answer them yeah so, sadly now let's talk about the investigation itself when it occurred um the the officer said they did everything that they could do legally to search for her they did being handled <clears throat> excuse me it was being handled initially as a missing persons case which means that when they searched the hotel, they couldn't do a room-by-room search. That would require probable cause on their part. That's the uh-huh. of the police officers. So instead what they did is let's say went in with dogs and went in and sent it out for basically. Check the hallways, check the rooms as they're going by, see if they can pick up any scent of her. Um, the canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. They didn't even freak out up on the roof at all. all right. See what else we've got here. We have the elevator, of course. That was part of the evidence, part of the investigation. Uh, let's let's talk about that. Uh, what were your? I mean, you guys saw the elevator footage. I mean, this is really. I've seen the elevator really famous footage. Probably seen it a hundred times. Now. Well, they've discovered that there's 53 seconds or something like, or 57 seconds missing from it. That's possible. With the, and the way the numbers jump around and stuff. Um, now, keep in mind, though, this is a lot of inter- internet There is too. conjecture that she was hitting the door open button to keep the door open. The thing is, what elevator do you... And they said they've timed it, and it, there's something about two minutes. Right. What elevator do you know that when you put the door open button doesn't close after a minute or two? What, what? Uh, the one at Evangeline's. Anytime you hold it, push that, that door hold button, it will not close. Right. In a hotel, it, it's, but in a hotel, it, it, it's it's still an override. If someone's pushing that button, then that hotel, then that that uh, elevator will stay. Unfortunately, I've never run it, into it any elevator that does that that long that long. First, my me personal. That's what I meant. You, yes, you right. see, I've never like I said, I don't work at Evangeline. I've actually <laughs> had that happen. You were able to keep an elevator down. That person, but, it open but you were you constantly holding it down? No. You right. held. You just. No, but like. Like we're about to say here, here's the thing though. The footage shows the door staying open for an indeterminate amount of time, basically. But some of it's missing, so maybe she touched it again. And if you look at the video, it does look like the door is open and then suddenly is partially closing before you even see it start to close. It's already closing from, from one second to the next, basically. So it's, that leads me think that I know that they are trying to in the the description of it is we slowed it down so you can get a clarity of movement and you can see this. So I, I get that they're trying to give a better visual on her. Maybe what we're seeing is is not just a, a, a missing few seconds because the numbers are scrubbed basically. They are they are blurred out from from a recording of a recording it looks like they they did not actually put the, the video camera footage up they used a film or, or recorded on the screen is how it looks so that that distortion there if they had but they said they never they never messed with over it again. I, I, I know the, 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 the manager was like, ah, oh, I never edited a single thing, right. but the police might have. Right. They're saying, they're they're saying um, they didn't either. Actually, they said they didn't, they didn't touch it either. So slowed the footage down. Now, if that's the it, case, though, there are 
from, from what has been observed in the video, there's at least a minute that's missing from the video. And in that time, that's that space between where that door is open and where it glitches to the door closing. Now, in that minute, anything could have happened. That part of the video is just not there. Mm -hmm. So what happened? Mm -hmm. Good question. Yeah. But to... they did get some, some wild ideas on who could have happened. Oh, yes. yes Was it an inside job? Maybe. I mean, it's, it's... Was it someone who wasn't even there? Definitely not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> who knows? Basically, what we're trying to say here is there's, there's something hinky about the video footage. And that's strictly from an internet observer's point of view. Maybe totally legit. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I can't tell for sure. But there, there, to me, there's something sketchy about the video footage. Uh, mostly, her behavior's a little weird. Yes, it is weird. I Like I said, I almost wonder if she wasn't misdiagnosed. They diagnosed... They changed my diagnosis, but I can see why they don't diagnose now. But she was in her 20s, and they still didn't figure it out. And I, mine didn't oh. get figured out until I was in my 30s. So, with, with, with the personal experience that I have <clears throat> of someone who shows um, bipolar disorder, multiple personality um, presentation, and schizophrenia, they won't diagnose until... 1819 because hormones are still growing and skewy and everything goes wonky now she's 21 she might have just gotten her diagnosis quote finalized but even then you're still having to finalize mm -hmm. there's still so many things you have to roll out yes we don't have fully developed brains until we're 25 anyway so yes exactly as proof of some people i won't mention now, now, some people have suggested that her behavior could be consistent with being on ecstasy or some sort of party drug as well. She also vehemently didn't take anything but prescriptions. They found nothing in her stuff that the hotel packed away when she went missing. Or anything in her system. After. Or, and they didn't find anything in her system except low levels of her own psych meds. Right. So. so we can kind of throw that out the window. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> now, let's talk about the coroner's report. Remember how that went? That That's there was a a handwritten note of "Oops, we didn't mean to click that box." Error. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah they had they had uh, how how was it put? Error. Error. And and it's the, if you look at it, it's but the what same is, date. What did they scratch out. Uh, That's the initial cause. Uh, unknown. Right. Or unusual circumstances, unusual I think. Circumstances. And then they crossed it off and said accidental death. Yep. Same day, though. It looked, the, the person's writing, the date almost looks like it's not the or same, but not. it is. Yeah. Yeah, they had gone from one to the other and then back to the other. They basically didn't want to list this as uh, an unknown death case. Because that leaves people with uh, open to lawsuits. Right. There, was no, there would be no closure call it an accidental death, well, that's done. Oops. I'm sorry, you accidentally died. 
Sorry. <clears throat> so, you now one of the other issues was the fact that she was discovered in the water tower. Now, when we talk about this, what we're talking about is the circumstances of her discovery. You, either way, you remember what was uh, what occurred with that. Well, when they first went up, they didn't even check the water towers. We've already discussed that. Right? No, the police didn't check them. They didn't check them at all. The hotel never checked them either until they got complaints from guests about the water. So uh, the maintenance guy went up and he said he had to open it up because he couldn't see anything. He said he had, had to open, open it up. Yes. And she was pale and ghostly with her hair spread out like a, I think he said almost like a, like, I, they, they like, cut, almost like an angel. Like an angel or a witch, he said, or something like that. Because her like hair an was, angel. was an yeah. angel? Yeah, that's right. Was an angel. Uh, and I'm trying to remember my Spanish. Um, and um, then later on, it was almost like he had to deny it. Yeah, in one second. Later on, it was, it was oh, it was open. Yeah. It was open. So... So was it open or closed? It was probably to keep his own job. Yeah. No, we can't blame him for this because he probably wanted to keep his job. You know, if they threaten you, you yeah, you say what they tell you to say. Why are you looking at me like that? I was actually pulling up the death report. (laughs) Oh, okay. For the autopsy report, rather death report. There's also also the question of how she got up on the roof in the first place. Oh, they've, they've already neatly fixed that. Oh, she climbed up on a, um, they said she climbed up the fire escape because otherwise she would have set the alarm off. Unless somebody didn't go up for the police as they went up there to check it. Exactly. The what? The alarm that didn't go off for the police as they opened the hotel. The alarm that didn't go off for people who have been sneaking up there to check out the the area. But, (laughs) but the hotel says it's always armed. It's always armed. Gee, I wonder if that's why yeah. so-and-so doesn't have a job anymore. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just a guess. And I never named names so they can just deal with it. Sorry. But besides that, the ability of her to get up on the roof, the ability to get up on the tank after. So if you couldn't even get to the roof, how did she get up in the tank? In the she climbed place? the ladder? How did she live? No, I want to know her skinny little... Get up on the roof. Saying she couldn't get up on the roof anyway. How did she wind up in the tank? Somebody put her there? Exactly. But see, even if she could get up there, she was so tiny. She didn't look like she was a very strong person that could lift what how how high did how how heavy did they say that hatch was? Like 20 pounds um, or higher? Well, if it was 20 pounds, she might have been but if there was no hinge, so you actually had to lift it and lift flip it, it yes. like throw it, basically. I don't know if she had the strength to do that. Well, here's what I've got. I don't know. All four tanks are four by eight foot cylinders propped up on concrete blocks. There's no fixed access to them, and hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water. They were protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within. The hotel employee found the body said that the lid was open at the time. And changed his story. Removing the issue of how she could have closed the lid from inside. Police dogs had searched through the hotel for lamb. Even on the roof, shortly after her disappearance was noted, did not find any trace of her. Yeah, if she had walked up there herself, they would have found some kind of scent of her. She was probably carried, which means she never touched the ground. Right. That would be my guess. I don't know. Police dogs, can their noses are sensitive. <coughs> Bless you, Even Lord. if she was carried, she was still sent off. It's just... It's not as strong? 
she's gone again. Now, here's the thing also. If that hotel worker said that, um, if he had initially said that it was closed, how did she get that lid on? Not a clue. And the other thing with the police, well, he, he did say it was open. When the police went up to search. They had to lift the lid. Remember that? Yeah. So he must have, did he close it behind? Either he closed it or they did. That's true. The cops said that they had to open it. It wasn't open. So yeah, maybe he closed it. I'm sorry if I see a dead body. It's probably going to freak me out. <laughs> probably, yeah. He probably closed it to not contaminate the water in the tower any more than it already was. I don't. No, that doesn't make any sense. Well, no. To con what I mean by that is not to contaminate the crime scene. All right. Well, I'm guessing. I don't know. I know play, nothing. Let's, let's play devil's advocate here. <laughs> if you go climb up this water tower to check the water because the, the hotel. Uh, Guests are complaining about the taste and the color. You open that lid and you see a body floating in it. What are you going to do? Uh, you're going to drop everything. You're going to go notify someone. You're not going to put the lid back on. True. That's my take. I mean, I would, I would drop that lid and I'd go find someone. You mean he peeked open, saw it, and then dropped it back? Maybe. Maybe he didn't open it all the way. No, he said it was already open. Who said it? Who said it was already open? No, he originally said it, it was closed. But the report states that the lid was open. He originally said it was open, yeah. So who's telling the truth? How did it get closed between him and the cops? And yeah. Exactly. So anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, I get it. Questions. It's also, See, there's lots and lots and lots of questions. questions there's no questions, answers. Questions. So... Before we really get our, our heads reeling because we don't really know what's going on in the case, no one else does, uh, I want to go into our interview for tonight. Um, we are going to talk to a man by the name of Pablo Vergara. He is also known by, by the name of Morbid Blackstar. We have uh, set up an interview with him. He was staying at the Cecil Hotel the year before Lisa Lambert stayed there. And posted. And because of certain. He had, had it. He used to have his own an internet sleuths. Because yeah, internet, internet sleuths, sleuths had found a music video and, and lyrics. No, no, not just that. And a video of him staying at the hotel the year before and not paying attention to the date. And lyrics that he had written involving a woman drowning in the, in ocean. the ocean. Two and two was put together, and the answer came mm -hmm. up to five. Two and two came out to thirty-seven. Either way, they accused, the internet sleuths that accused this poor man of her murder. So we're going to get into that interview and talk with him right now. The processing of commercial information is complete. Back to the show. Okay, we're here tonight with Pablo Vergara, uh, artist formerly known and, and currently known now as Morbid Black Star. Uh, he is a, a death metal recording artist, as well as several other things. Would you like to talk about yourself for a moment? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm a musician and a filmmaker and actor, and uh, I've been working on a few projects, like my movie, my most favorite movie, Necromorder, a black metal story, mm -hmm. uh, which we're still shooting here in New York City, and shooting final scenes and doing some of the post-production, and also uh, working on some music with my musical project. 
And uh, yeah, just uh, pretty much some of my uh, main breaks right now. Front of others uh, ahead, but I can't really dispose of that right now. So, right. Uh, well, it sounds like you're keeping busy anyway. Oh, yeah, always busy. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I'm blessed to be able to have uh, a lot of work, but uh, well, sometimes my friends uh, remind me that I also need to sleep and uh, behave like a human being. <laughs> I, I know that. I know that well. I think we all have had to deal with that at one time or another. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sleep, what's that? So the reason we got you on tonight is um, you had some problems uh, involving the Elisa Lamb case. Uh, for, for our listeners who don't know what the Elisa Lamb case is, this is a story about a young girl named Elisa Lamb, a Canadian, who had uh, visited Los Angeles um what was the date again 2013 something like that yeah 2013 yeah <laughs> and uh she had disappeared from the cecil hotel only to be found several weeks later 19 days later 19 in the water tower in the water tower of the hotel with no explanation as to how she got there the only uh evidence that was ever really supplied to the, to the public was a video and her involving her in a weird elevator scene um, that had been actually manipulated possibly or, manipulated, i think yeah. they said 53 seconds of it were missing or something but anyway um pablo got some fallout from that you want to tell us about that sure yeah um well basically i was blamed by the whole internet for lisa's death they they thought i murdered her and uh that's pretty much what happened. After that, uh, everything went kind of wild and crazy in my world. And it's still to this day. And uh, yeah, just uh, the internet police tried to play detective and, um, and think that they heard that on me. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, and what was the reason for this? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it seems like they got triggered by. By the type of art that I was doing, I, I had the, you know, the few people, well, back then I had a lot of videos on my channel, mm -hmm. uh, which I lost because of this. Uh, they flagged it and uh, deactivated my account. Uh, so they just, they saw videos that I was doing, uh, music I was doing, and, and they tried to connect some of my words, my lyrics, my, 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 my music into, into the incident. And uh, yeah, just uh, it, it was just kind of like those you think that just blow out of proportion and it just escalated to like beating all over the net and forums. Well, my name, my, 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 my media, they would steal my stuff my, my my channels and just you know, uh, it all over the place and, and, and you know, pretend that they were trying to solve this case by. Connecting everything to my to my music and my my art, which is, was was pretty pretty frustrating actually. <laughs> I can imagine, especially considering the fact that people accusing you were not the police, but the actual internet detectives, sleuths, the detectives basically, yeah. who were really no more than a mass of people on the internet trying to play detective, trying to solve Elise Williams' case. A lot of people got attached to that and uh, really involved, but. Here's the thing with all this. You weren't even around at the time, were you? No, I wasn't. 
uh, even in the, no, I was in the country, I was in the city, I, I was actually in Mexico just uh, finishing my album because we recorded this album in different, different places in, in LA, in Cincinnati, and ended up in Mexico doing the mixing and mastering. And uh, yeah, I was, I was even in town. So that, that's that's the, um, the, the, the most uh, infuriating part because my video that they found in the studio. Uh, so like these people, they they went to a YouTube channel. They they found a video of me uh, in the studio, and it was dated one year before. And even though that's what happened, they they, they completely ignored that fact, and they just still proceeded to uh, you know try to blame me for this. Which maybe yeah, it's pretty infuriating that I was there. <laughs> I would imagine so. Um, so. You you were there at one time though. You were there the year before, right? I stayed there in uh, February 2012. Uh, almost uh, one year, uh, exactly one year before uh, they found uh, the illegal body there. Mm -hmm. Sad. So at no point in time were you at the hotel while she was there. Um, what were you doing there at the time, if I might ask? Well, I mean, I was there one year before. She wasn't there. Uh, uh, she, she stayed there one year after. Uh, I just, uh, I just uh, arrived from, uh, I was staying in uh, Cincinnati and moved into the city, in LA, and stayed in the hotel for three days, mm -hmm. and then just went out and stayed with my friend for a while, and did my thing, but yeah, that's, that's all it took, just three days there, and a uh, little 30 second video to change my whole world. <laughs> I, I think it's amazing how many people will look at evidence it's dated evidence saying this year is 2012 and she goes missing in this year of 2013 mm, must be the same year oh i know <laughs> people drive me nuts yeah, exactly it's, uh, <laughs> i mean these people are they clearly don't give a damn about facts or or, or you know they just wanted to And this mostly happened because of uh, lyrics from a, from a video that involved <laughs> allegedly a girl drowned, correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's a, it's a, it's a song I did. Um, it's just about uh, some girl uh, that she, she, she died in the ocean and just lyrics about a song like that. Uh -huh. And uh, I've, I've read uh, way worse lyrics, lyrics too, as well. <laughs> you know? Oh, definitely. No, I, yeah. I actually, I, like I said, um, I, we did check up on you in, in that regard. And uh, I did look at the lyrics. It's a stretch. It, it, it's, it is kind of a stretch, actually. <laughs> For them to do that, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, talking about it from point A to point B. Ocean, but, <laughs> it requires a huge leap. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, man. This girl died in the ocean. It's just, you know, I, it, it just infuriates me, really it does, because people take it to such an extreme. And, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. it's just lyrics. I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, it's nothing else. It's just, oh, I know. Anyone can write about anything anyway, so it's like... Just, yeah, um, it's, it's uh, like telling somebody who writes uh, horror movie uh, screenplays that they're killers, you know? 
No. Actually true. That has happened before too. So yep. we live in a society that likes to blame everybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Could agree with you more, actually. Just, uh, but now, because of this, were you contacted by the police? So nothing came of it. They just interviewed you and left you alone after that? But Wikipedia, especially because it's it's written by the people. Sorry. And to be edited by the people. The people. Yes. Yes. So so the police interviewed you. They they left you alone. You didn't hear anything else about it. But the internet was just pounding you constantly at that point. Is that correct? Oh yeah. They um yeah every day they will just access my accounts and steal my pictures, my videos to the point that my my media ended up in a uh, TV news station in Taiwan, and uh, where there's videos of me being played in, in, in pictures, and they're calling me the suspected killer. Uh, I just, you know, I'm not even sure how it reached over there. Um, I, I think, you know, just someone took my stuff and probably sent it to the news station there or leaked it somewhere, and they picked it up. But yeah, it just, it's, it's bad because. You know, all these rumors, they just got out of hand, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's not good when you wake up and you see your face in the news, and they are calling you a killer, uh, especially in the North yeah. country, they don't even know what's going on, and it's just, yeah, also all these uh, slander rumors are, are pretty, pretty dangerous, they, they can get out of hand, like, yeah. real quick. Definitely, you know, it's got to be pretty maddening, too, on top of it all. Absolutely. You guys got anything else you want to ask? Um, any questions you guys have? Um, no. Well, yes. 
I want to know, uh, well, he, uh, I, we, we heard, but our, our listeners haven't heard that he's got music coming out soon. He's kicks, kickstarting his career. I wanted uh, him to share and promote sure. himself. And How long did it take you to actually get back on your feet after everything that happened? You know, that's a very strange thing. I mean, I'm still going to the notions after Tokyo was out. Uh, you know, I was doing my thing. I'm, I'm doing film now. Uh, I'm actually very good at it. I'm getting some work. So I was just focused on my movie. And, uh, and the doctor came out and all these people, all the people started, uh, just, you know, um, people are upset by what happened. And uh, they are showing a lot of support. Uh, I've grown a decent fan base uh, in the last few weeks. And they are actually just supporting me and wanting me to get back to the studio, so I, I have, uh, it, it, it happened real quick, and so it goes, uh, in, a, in a matter of weeks, I, I was back in the studio, <laughs> just well, after that's years of that's very good. That's very good, yeah. Good actually, to hear. You know, it was kind of, we were kind of under the impression that it actually hit you pretty hard, it took a while for you to get back on, on your feet, but I'm glad to hear that's not the case. Well, he's still. He said he's still fixing I mean, yeah, it. You're still fixing it, but you're 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 not as bad off as we were had made to to sound. Put that way. Oh yeah, I, I went to the bad uh, the bad uh, the bad years already. <laughs> like seven years of, of, of just being in a really bad place. And when I started getting the sport, I just decided, all right, let's just do it. You know, like like let's not make the way. Um, yeah, so far we have three new songs and. Uh, they're pretty fantastic, actually. They're pretty amazing. <laughs> well, that's good. That's great. That. <laughs> Sorry about that. We have a couple of uh, small pomeranians that like to sound off during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'd love to be guests, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Of course, they don't have the character for it. They're too noisy and annoying. We love them, but they're too noisy and annoying. <laughs> so, I'd like to ask you, actually... Um, I mean, we're talking about Lisa Lamb tonight. I wanted to know what your take was on the case as an observer, um, not as not as someone who's accused, but as someone who's uh, observed the case as it's gone along. Yeah, I tried to uh, research as much as I could before I joined the project. Um, I had another invitation for a trade that was like uh, another talk about Lisa Lamb before this one, but I um, I did. I, didn't want to participate in that. Uh, I declined. But this would be some opportunity when they when they asked me and uh, Joe Earlier, of course, being like the great to make to make it ideas and I uh, have a lot of respect for work. I decided all right I'll, I'll do it that so I, I started researching as much as much as I could and uh, yeah I, I read a few books about it and there was much information online that you could get even though information online is never very um, spotty at best. Yeah. Spotty at best. Yeah, yeah it's not very reliable. And, uh -huh. uh, so I, I mean, all I can say from from what happened, it's like you know, it just it's still, you know, it's still a bit mysterious. Uh, I don't know. I read this book about it. They said you know that maybe the autopsy report was was incorrect. And uh, I mean, there's all these theories, uh, but all I can say at the end of the day is just like, you know, um, she stayed at that hotel and that still has some, uh, I think it really does have some target energy to it. 
Okay, so you actually do believe that the hotel might have had a little bit to do with what happened to her. Um, what? How did you feel when you were in the hotel? What was it like for you? Uh, I was doing some paranormal research of my own with, with my bandmates. Uh, there was a concept of problem. We wanted to uh, kind of tap into the uh, energies of the undead person, if you want to. Say that way, and uh, so we will go to places that were haunted or that were there, where there was paranormal activity, and uh, we will bring our instruments there and just compose, try to get those energies and put them in the album. And what we actually succeeded. It's the Dynasty of Darkness album, pretty has a quite intense vibe, and so I was pretty in tune into that, I guess. And like when I stayed there, I, I, I yeah, I felt kind of in especially in the in the elevator and uh but I didn't even know about the uh reputation of the hotel or the history at all. So I I yeah, to me it was just three days there and I didn't really focus too much on that. If only I knew I would probably be roaming through the hallways with my camera <laughs> and trying to do some <laughs> the some stuff on my own. Imagine. I, I mean, I, I I know quite a bit of history about the Cecil. Uh, we all do, actually. Uh-huh. So yeah, I can I can imagine how you probably felt going there. I just never experienced it myself. Uh-huh. Cecil's probably a hotel I will never see in my lifetime. Yeah, well, it's closed now, right now. <laughs> all the more reason. They closed it down last year or the year before, doing some kind of. It's going to reopen as something else. I forget what. I don't remember. I'm still not going near it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't stay in it. I might go near it, but I wouldn't stay in it. <laughs> Knowing how I can pull things to me, I'm not going near it. <laughs> Fair enough, Tracy. <laughs> so, so you do a little paranormal research of your own then. Uh, do you do it just specifically for your music, yeah. or do you are you an enthusiast? Do you enjoy doing it? Do you go to places and, and check them out? Yeah, I used to do that before. Uh, uh, I, I, I went to some uh, peculiar places. Uh, when, you know, biggest one of all is like, yeah, I come to Paris. That was pretty, pretty surreal being there. And, uh, and yeah, some other, some other hot spots. Uh, the uh, Cornell Hotel in San Diego, where Claudia A. Bernard knew uh, herself in that room. We experienced some kind of a poltergeist event while we were there. And uh, we. Some gives you a nudge and you're like, okay, I need to stop. Yep. <laughs> so you guys got anything else you want to ask me? Not that I can think of. I mean, thank you for, for talking to us. I yeah, mean. No, we do appreciate you coming <laughs> on with us for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. 
Yeah, and I gotta be honest, this is actually an interview I didn't think was going to happen. Your con oh. your contacts are, are it's I gotta I gotta admit your contact is, is hard to get through, but you know, I, I worked with it and was able to get a hold of you and we were able to talk through email and and get this all set up and it, it was great. I enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you very much and uh thanks to, to everyone, Kent and uh uh, Andrea and uh, Adriana and uh, Tracy, uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, hopefully, I'll uh, I give you I give you a good show. Definitely. You actually did, oh, and we're, feel free to go to our Facebook page and sure. and plug yourself. We yeah, always let, encourage let our guests have to your, do that. Your, your stuff on there, so we can share your information and hopefully get your 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 movies seen everywhere. Yep. Feel free to, like I said, feel free to advertise yourself. We encourage it. Yep, that's the What the, Pod, the, what the Podcast Facebook, Facebook group, group, in case you're unfamiliar with it. Pretty easy to find. All right, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll head there and uh, put some of my links for, for fans uh, they want to check my, my work. Sure. Definitely, we hope you do. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, well, Pablo, it's been a pleasure having you on. We'll, we'd love to have you on again sometime in the future if that's okay maybe when you release something you're more than welcome to contact us and say hey i'm about to release can we do a, a little blurb or something that would be great if you if you want to yeah if you want to come out and 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 talk about you know research something and come on and, and be a, a guest host you know feel free yeah just let me know absolutely i'll keep in touch and uh, i appreciate it and i'll, I'll take over for sure all right you have a good night pablo Thank you very much. Night. Night. Okay, well, I'm so glad that we were able to get him on. Um, you know, it really was quite a struggle, but we did manage to get him on, and I'm so glad that he was able to join us. Very personable man. Yeah, definitely. I wish him well in all his endeavors, yes. and I hope he stays in touch. Uh -huh. And just for the record, I didn't want to make him the focus tonight either. I just wanted his take on it since he was one of the ones accused and in such a bad way. Too. Oh, they just, the internet, the, the internet cyberbullying and everything, they, they, they destroyed him. They practically destroyed him, yeah. They convinced YouTube to take his channel away without any research. He had his Facebook taken away without any research. Email accounts. Email accounts. research. But no actual concrete evidence or research. You're, Sorry, Tracy, Tracy you're, you're, you're really cutting out. Oh, my goodness. I don't think your internet's up to snuff today. No, I'm just kidding. No, my internet is playing. My internet is, is, is anywho. People like to, to, to try and say, well, because I saw here and the dates don't line up. But the, the case of therefore, well, it's just ridiculous and horrific how they treated him. Yeah, yes. didn't get all that, but I think I got the gist of what you were saying. They, nobody actually lined up the dates. And they ambushed him. They, they didn't check the dates. Out. They didn't even check. They just <clears> said, <throat> you did it. You did it. That It's just horrible. Yeah. I mean, it got so bad that he actually had to get on YouTube uh, to make a public statement that he, he didn't was do it. innocent. Um, but I'm not sure that he went about it the right way. Yeah, uh, it's a little... in a mask and mod with a modulated voice. Um, kind of made it look a, 
I don't know. It kind of made him look worse than he was. It did, but he, we we already knew he wasn't there. He wasn't even in the country. Modulated voice and a mask, you can't even verify. I know, I, that's a little, and I think that hurt him. That hurt him more, sadly. But he's bouncing back. He is, he's back. bouncing back. I'm so glad to hear it. I can't wait to see what he does next. I'm sorry, Tracy. But sorry, what? Tracy. I was gonna say, but you know, he's making he's making strides, he's coming back, and people are beginning to realize here. Poor Tracy. Uh, <laughs> we're trying, we're trying real hard. Hi. Is this my internet I'm or yours? Here, I swear. My oh, let me check something. You? No, our internet's full. See, I, I have all bars for my internet right now. Sorry, I was just checking because you had you in full screen. I'm gonna leave you out of full screen and see if that doesn't help. Maybe. You want to try repeating that again? Then? Yeah, let's get you to repeat. Well, I was just saying that that he. he didn't help. Try and yeah. do the best they can to to people. They try to bully people. But you can't hear me, even though I can see you moving. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you keep locking up. You start to talk. You're fine until you start to talk, and then you lock up, and there's nothing. No audio. <laughs> oh, I saw that. <laughs> sorry, Tracy. I, I swear I'm not I doing anything. I can see wrong. you moving. And, and I can hear you guys talking clearly. Now I can't. Now I've lost your background sound. Well, you know what that means, uh, though, right? What can is you it? Hear me, it means that you I'm have to be here next week. Yeah, it means you have to be here next week. <laughs> I will do the best I can. Okay. So, anyway, um, final thoughts? Um, well, if, if you can hear me at all, we can hear maybe. you. Now. Uh, after going through the autopsy report, because, you know, granted, I am not a medical specialist. I am you know a massage more, therapist. You know more than I do from what you were telling, sir. Oh, and I enjoyed my anatomy and, classes, so. Um. <laughs> so, what I'm reading through, now granted, I did have my hiccups with it. I learned a new term, but it, it looks like she drowned. Yes, there was no evidence of foul play. There was no bruising. There was no... No, nothing that would give away that something was wrong other than her lower medication, prescribed medication doses. So, and, and people complaining about it taking four months to do a medical autopsy properly. No, no, how no. long did it take? How long did it take to get the talk screen back from Michael Jackson? We're not talking about the talk screen. It was four months since they were finished. They didn't release it until four months yes. after they finished it. No, no, when it was but finished. But, there, but okay, yes and no, because really looking at the slides and, and talk screen on it, that's what took it up. Oh, okay. So if if you say, we didn't get the talk screen, you know, we didn't get the, the, the result done within five minutes, of course not. Oh, you're not going to. screens take forever. Well, Michael yeah. Jackson had, what, six months past burial before his stuff was back. And it, he had it a... It just depends, because he, he was on every drug, no. Yeah. <laughs> Plethora. That's so, why he, his doctor went to jail. So people who are screaming, it took so long. Well, unless you walk in there and have someone say a 98 year old woman with known, with no known health issues, she stops, drops dead. They're not going to do an autopsy, but the medical, medical report is done within two days. Someone who is young, 
and healthy, they're going to do a complete workup, and that's going to take months because of, of talk screens. Someone who they knew was dying of cancer and had been going through chemotherapy, they're not going to do an autopsy. It's no, they're be done. not. It's going to be you know, written up and done. She's a young, healthy person for the most part. They had to be thorough. It took four months because they're being thorough. See, that's understandable, but I, my understanding was it's they weren't complaining about that. They were complaining about the fact that once it was done, they took four more months past that to release it to the public. See, I don't remember that part, and, and oh. everything I've gone through here says it was released immediately. So. Oh, okay. Well, see, I, then I might have heard different things. I, I, I am th not assuming anything. The people well, just see, complaining this, that it wasn't instant gratification. This is exactly what we... The point that we're trying to get to tonight, I think, with this is that before, everybody's heard something different. Before you, and the reason why we've all heard something different is because everybody has had something different to say about the case. Even we've yep. had something different to say. You know, for the longest time, I've been sitting here thinking about, it and I thought that it was a botched job by the police as far as the investigation goes. And, and with, upon further reading, partially it is they partially, didn't check the yeah. water towers originally like they should have right, if they right. were there to check everything that they were able to there wasn't anything barring them from they couldn't go room to room but there was not anything barring them from checking the water towers True. and they didn't but, it's, but at the time they didn't realize that there was access to the ceiling or to, to the roof that that a guest but of the hotel they, could actually but they access. went up on the roof and they didn't they did not check them when they did that's yeah, my point yes but My do thing I, is, do I think the police watched the job a little, a little bit, not completely? I don't think that they did to the point that they maliciously. No, did they cover it up. I no, I don't think either. they did either. Now, here's my thinking: if you're gonna if you're gonna do this whole sleuthing thing, you need to pay attention before you accuse anybody. Yes. You need to do your due diligence before you start saying, "Oh, so and so did it." Well, no, they didn't. They were somewhere else. Well, that's the thing. Internet sleuths are internet sleuths. They take information they find online. They don't even pay attention whether it's right or not. She looked up the autopsy report. Their own conclusions. The fact of the matter is, the people you need to pay attention to with a case like this are the, the investigators in charge of finding out what happened to the person. Not the internet sleuths who are saying, well, I think this is what happened. That's fine. They're you can think it all you want. Doesn't mean answer. it's right. Right. They're never going to have the correct answer. That's why we have professionals. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, sometimes internet sleuths are helpful, but no. you have to look at everything. Right. If you're going to pull from pile A, B, and C, and pile A's dates don't line up, it does not mean it's going to fit in with B and C. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't throw C out just because A and B don't match with what C has to say. Exactly. You have to, you have to look at all the angles. And if C happened before A, but A is the re... Let me back up. If, uh, <laughs> if, if A happened first, but B is what you're focusing on, you can't use A. Yep. Unless A fits a specific tight timeline... But still, right. Sorry, I'm, which, I'm just I'm I'm snarling because of, of, of poor Pablo. I mean, it, it was a year 
basically to the day beforehand. And because the date, the month and day lined up, no one factored in. The years did not jive. Now, speaking of which, let's talk about a weird coincidence. Hmm. The movie Dark Water. Came out in 2002. Starred Jennifer... Actually uh, 2002. It was two. I looked it up. Okay. Jennifer Connelly. Dark Water came out in 2002. I looked it up. Unless my source was wrong. No. It, did you like year, me to... That particular year, whether it's 2004 or 2002... It's two years difference doesn't matter, beside the point. Sorry. But yeah, it starred Jennifer Connelly, and there's some... There's some correlations, but there's some big stretches there, you know. Oh, yeah. oh, she was wearing a red jacket, and it was found in the water tower, just like Connolly's daughter. And the, I'm like, yeah, okay, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and it was a it was a Japanese spirit or Chinese spirit. Sorry, go ahead. Ten, eleven years beforehand. Yeah, so it was prophetic. Big it was prophetic. It's, it's it's prophetic. It was it was a prophecy. Uh-huh. Not a, not so much. Not as much. Not, not as so much. No. I, I was trying to, to do it straight faced. There are aspects of the movie that are very coincidental to the to the case, but there's there's I mean it's a horror film. There are there are reasons that involve spirits, not actual They were I, were they yokais? It was, it was a, yokai, a yeah. yokai, a water yokai, or okay. something like a yokai. Um that that in the movie that was causing all the problems, the water's leaking and the prophecies of the fact that she was dream. I think it was, I think it's like she was dreaming that her kid was still alive, even though she had drowned in the water or something, something he kept sending her up to the water years. tower or something. I, it's been years since I've seen this movie. I just remember I liked it. It was just very dark. <laughs> I love my I horror. I think I watched it once, once. and have not yeah. come back. <laughs> once. Yeah, me too. So. No, I don't. Sorry. Something on the report. Oh, it was a drug, I think, or something like that, wasn't it? Or the drug she was taking was Lamb Elisa. Are you talking I about the movie? I don't no, no, no. Okay. This has to do with her, with the case. I. Let me look that up. You do that, because I have no clue. I'm just going to sit here and pretend I know something when I don't. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm, just... well, I'm, I'm looking for toxicology. Um... She's looking to see what drugs she was on. Of course, my problem is that the, oh, okay. the, the, the drug a... names of me pronouncing were silly. It's a coincidence. Also. It's a weird coincidence. That's what this is. He's because talking. Because Lamely said showed up on the report because they had tested for tuberculosis. And the test for that is called, called Lamelisa. And it's spelled the same okay. way as her name, spelled backwards. You know, first name last instead of last name first. So it just that was just a really odd coincidence as well. Had nothing to do with her specifically. It was just the fact that it was her name backwards. Um, oh, on her talk screen, she's on Wellbutrin. I know multiple people who have had issues with Wellbutrin that make everything go worse. Like seeing things, like hallucinating. Like seeing things, like that. like making um, making everything that was going wrong worse. Like, like paranoia. Like, 
like schizophrenia yeah. symptoms. So she may not have been schizophrenic. Sorry. She, well, if she had schizophrenic symptoms and she was on Wellbutrin, it could have been um, worse. Increased because t at least two people I know on Wellbutrin have had worse worsening of situations and they had to be taken off of Wellbutrin. Remind me so, to ask my sister. That's just my personal thing. What happened when what medication she was on? She was on bipolar medication or and she's uh, schizoaffective adult diagnosis they put her on by on uh, prozac for depression medicine when we were kids because uh i want to say her family didn't want her diagnosis so they hit it and they made her be given other medications so it made it so much worse when she was an adult and now she's finally on the yeah. right stuff but she's i guess schizoaffective okay. so but yeah, that it explains a lot of her behavior while we were younger. Um, <laughs> if, if this is true, if she was on that stuff. reason for a possible hallucination Folks, I just want to let I mean, you know we're kind of we're kind of figuring this out as we go here. So in case you had sounds a little spread up mixed. We apologize. We apologize, but you know what? That's we're, the fun of us. Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> learning as we go here. In more ways Welcome to the rabbit hole. Yeah, you're, you're hitting the round. Now you get right to now. see how we fall down. Yep. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, this episode wasn't really planned out tonight. This was more flying by the seat of her pants yet again. How do you know? Because we always are. <laughs> we, wanted to, we wanted to do an episode of the Cecil Atomian Senate case. Pablo's um, interview was, we, was something I had wanted to do. And it just a lot for a long time. I just happened to drop my lap. So we try to piece an episode together. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. And that's what you're getting tonight. We were hoping you're enjoying it. Yes. And we hope you enjoyed your, our interview with him. And check him out. <laughs> I encourage our listeners to, to check him out. He has a movie coming out in the next. He's still doing it. He's still pre-production. He's post-production yeah. post stuff is what he said. So he's still doing it. But it should be... Uh, soon and i'm sure hopefully he'll let our listeners know on the web page yep. they're not the web page the facebook page yep. can you not hear me tracy i can hear you have you been invaded by a child creature i have been which one come this way you can open the door it's okay Goofball. i've closed the door so no one can come in here only they keep <laughs> tapping on the door and opening it and she froze Open again hello say hello I guess you could have my phone. You just want to order food. See, people, even the teenager eats. Not often, but she does. Get thee gone, teenager. Good to see you again. Bye, Morgan. They say good to, they say good to see you again. Hi, Morgan. Hopefully, we'll get to see so, you in person again in the next few weeks. Hopefully, hopefully next week we'll be able to come out in person. I don't know what her plans are. She has stuff she has to do for school, so. Um, yeah, so, so anyone, so, so our listeners who are listening, the reason why I'm relaying things is I have to wear a headset so that I don't hear and you don't hear the echo, echo, echo. But I heard her say hello through your microphone. Yeah, because she, yeah, my microphone's pretty awesome. It picks up everything, including the teenager screaming down the hall. Yeah, but can you close the door so that I can stop hearing your brother screaming down the hall? Thank you. <laughs> Video games? Yes. <laughs> See? Children exist. So, our final conclusion on the Elise Lamb case, I think, is that we don't know. 
I don't think we'll ever know. I don't think anybody well, will ever, we'll ever know. know the exact reasoning. Well, there. What we won't know is the circumstances involving her death. We can we can assume and postulate or her cause of death. But we can assume and postulate all we want, but it doesn't make it fair. Yes. Fact or true. Is the case closed? No, because they never got to whoever did it. If it if was, anybody did it, oh no, the case well, is closed like, because they said she accidentally drowned. Well, that's yes. the case. It's closed. What I'm referring to is the internet. The internet case, well, they attacked somebody who wasn't even there and destroyed his life. So, um, and he's finally recovering. It took him over seven years to start recovering. Right. Uh, my a, my heart goes out to that poor man. So yes, I know. I'm still pissed. I, I When I first heard what happened to him, I was outraged. Well, so was that's poor man. That's, that's why we did our interview. But anyway, so like I was trying inside. to say, I hope that our listeners give him, you know, give him a listen take you know keep a lookout for his movie and just you know try and support him in his new endeavors that's all yep uh, as a death metal artist uh, uh, i don't listen to death metal so i can't i have can't relate to him but uh, as a man i find him very personable i think he's uh, very sweet he's a very nice guy and i would love to talk to him one-on-one sometime just to shoot the breeze and nothing else yes and if you're listening to this pablo please uh Give us a shout out if you're ever in our area in Sacramento. We'd love to meet and, you. And, and if you ever want to discuss your, your paranormal findings at different places, please, please. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear all about that. Yeah. And your bandmates since they go with you and do the things with you. Don't, don't just email me. You've got my phone number. You're, feel free to call us, leave us text messages, you know. Anyway. All right, I think we've beat that dead horse enough. Let's. Uh... Yeah, that horse has been thoroughly beaten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's been beaten and thrown across the room several times and torn in several different pieces. Let's let that horse rest. Yes. Poor horsey. Let it, let it recuperate. Yep. Anyway, folks, that's going to be our show for tonight. Uh, don't forget, if you want to get a hold of us, there's three ways to do it. Do it through email at whatthepodcast at gmail.com. You can do it through our Facebook group at the, what did you say? What in the podcast Facebook group? Hey, she got it. <laughs> what the podcast Facebook group, yes. And how is Tracy's favorite way? You can leave us a voice message by following the link that on the, 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 the podcast you're listening to right now. Please do this again. We haven't had one in a while. Right, we missed you guys. Tell them how to do that. So, <clears throat> on the link at the bottom, it says, you know, leave a message. You're going to click it. It's going to ask you for an email to sign in once. After that, it's going to give you one email. And then you'll never hear from it again. I know. I check daily. And that's at the bottom Record us a message. That's at the bottom of what? At, at the at bottom of, of the description of the the, the uh, podcast you're listening to right now. That's right. Go to the description and it'll show you the link. Yep, yep. You can, you can record it. You can re-record it. And then let us know. Drop us another line somewhere saying, hey, I left you a message. Just in case we don't get it from another country, we can, we can hunt it down then. Okay, y'all? So... Let us know. Leave us a message. I want to hear from you. Also, if you like us and want to support us and send us a review, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and review us there. Um, And if you're in another country and you review us in another country, please drop by our Facebook or drop us an email 
or leave us a message through whatever podcasting company you're listening to and let us know that way. We'd like to know what you said because we don't get any information from foreign uh, ratings. True. I'm sorry, I can't talk. (laughs) We want to know. We are nosy. We want to know what you think. Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we want we also want you to know that we care. We want you to know that if you've left us a message, we're not ignoring it. We promise. We just want to know. And, and why are the reasons we want to know? Because your your input is important to us. Our listeners are important to us. us. It lets us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, what we could do to improve. We gives us uh, topics and ideas for new shows. We are all ears, folks. We have taken suggestions from other people and run with them. We are always open to suggestions. You tell the girls like this part of the show, huh? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but they're right. You've heard, for, you've heard us talk. We want to hear from you too. Yes, let us hear you talk. And these ways actually do get you guys involved with what's going on with us and it gives us ways of trying to give you a better show. Yes, we're always trying to improve for our listeners. Uh-huh. Also, you're important uh, to us. As far as the uh, message app goes that Tracy mentioned, it's a good way send us a segue if you want. We don't necessarily yes. have to put it on the air. We like to. And you know what you know what I mean by segue, right? That's like where I uh, have inserted like uh, the, audio, the beginning audio transmission at the beginning of the show. The, uh, the gremlin! The gremlin! Cue the gremlin! Cue the gremlin. Where is the gremlin? Processing of commercial information is complete. You hear those all the time. If you guys want to send us a segue, a sound bite, show, something, a sound bite or something like that, that you think would be fun to put on the show, send it in a message, and I'll be able to do that. That could be fun. That'd be awesome. It's actually something I've been wanting our listeners to do almost since the beginning of the show, but I didn't know how quite how quite best to put it. And there you go. Saying it, you know, send us a segue is probably the best way to say it. So send us a segue. Love to hear one. We'd love to hear from you. Bring me your <laughs> Sorry. Mr. Sam. Sorry. In the meantime, any other reasons <laughs> you guys want to derail before we go? Uh, <laughs> keep wearing your mask. Cover your nose with it. If you don't, you're leaving yourself exposed. Pet peeve. Sorry. Speaking uh, of exposed, if you feel like you've been exposed, get tested. For some time, follow our lead. There are a lot of places, all you got to do is look for them that are testing for free, even if you have no medical insurance. That's right, they don't charge these tests. Right? Some of, not all of them. I, I know, Ki- well, Kaiser doesn't charge us, we get it for free because of our medical insurance. But if you have no insurance or whatnots, there are testing facilities. There are drive-up ones that are free. I want to say something about the vaccine too. If you're offered the opportunity to take the vaccine. And you're scared. You're scared. We know lots of people who've had it already. Exactly. We know people who've had it and are doing just, just fine. fine. I know and a lot of the things that you have heard on the internet about people dying or sick after taking the shots, a lot of this is people by media. Also, people have already been exposed to it before they get their shots and have it incubating while they get the shot. And it can cause issues that way. But You've been healthy, you've been safe, taking precautions, hand washing, sanitizing, doing what you need to do. There, I, I took a, a healthy or a sick man. He's got emphysema to get his first and second shots within a month of each other. And he is fine. 
I want to report that he is doing just fine. He was a little tired. It made him sleepy the first day. Didn't do any other harm to him. Just made him sleepy. He slept most of the day on the first shot. And the second one, um, he said he was totally fine. So... There is a risk with everything. There's always a risk, but at the same point, my my parents have taken it. Um, Father's a diabetic. Mother is is um, has has allergies from the nether realms. Her biggest or their biggest side effect was my father slept, and my mother complained about the the shot location. My mother's also egg sensitive so you know allergies happen yes i think the worst one that i've had in my entire immediate circle of people taking medication is is one of my friends has a rash on her leg because she has plaque psoriasis and with the shot her body went okay we'll put another spot here and that's it please Yes, please. I'm going to do it as soon. I'm nervous. I am legitimately nervous, but I'm going to do it as soon as I'm able to because. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'd rather be safe than sorry. See, the thing is, it's mutating and I get that that COVID is mutated. But I'm leaning looked at. I should be quiet. No, I get COVID has mutated and it may not cover all types of COVID, but it's better to give your immunity a boost rather than a shock. And surprise. Exactly. To have the. To take a vaccine that gives you a 95% chance of avoiding it. With a less than zero chance of actually dying. Yes. Yes, all the people that so, have been so, dying from it were diagnosed, were diagnosed with it with problems to begin with or some other issues. If, if, if you take a, a, a virus that has a. a, a high rate of, of transmission but not a high rate of death and you give it a 95% ability to pass that not get it, to skip it completely dude, take it take it I'm Peer taking pressure. it as I can Me too. you actually might be able to get yours faster because you're a child care provider so. <laughs> yep, I'm on two different wait lists I am on one that says um, extra vaccines that, that have a chance of going bad or not going bad but um uh, aging out expiring i'm on that wait list and i'm on one that says as soon as um child care providers start getting the um ability to get shots i'm on that wait list too so i'm waiting to see if they do a wait list for essential workers it's only for like, doctors and nurses it's not for it's people not that like, are grocery store and and but the food industry is on that first list well personally i'm glad that the food service people are getting it because they make our food exactly as as a general population they make our food if i read my headlines right it sounds like the president is trying to get everyone vaccinated um, by may 1st He's trying to push for everyone to be through uh, to to be pushed through. So well, keeping my fingers crossed. By then, that could actually help us get rid of this virus. Or make it a thing of the yep. past, like uh, polio. And guess what, Tracy? When the mask huh. come off, you're getting a big hug from me. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to big hugs from people. So do I. Hi, my name is Tracy, and I'm a hugaholic. See. <laughs> 
I'm an introvert to an extent, but I am an extrovert when it comes to my friends. I don't, I don't, you, I will talk, but see, that's the right, that means she doesn't hug me, which hugs everybody But else. there, no, but there's a bizarre <laughs> thing about me. I will talk to strangers, and, and I don't know why I do this, and it bugs the heck out of me. I will make friends out of strangers. And it, 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 I've always done this, and he always gets weirded out by that. You're making friends everywhere you go. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm, friends. but see, I'm friendly and not like creepy when I do it, though. People don't get weirded out. Ask him. People don't get weirded out when I do it. No. They start talking back to me, and we get in these really weird, long conversations. He but I'm an introvert. I like being by myself or holding my crochet. Yeah. Holding your crochet, whatever the case is. Oh yeah. It It has always bothered him. He gives me the hardest time about that's that. That's the part that bothers me. Waiting. Oh uh, well, why don't you join the conversation? Because usually you're talking about stuff that I'm not involved. And he's more of an introvert than even I am. I am that's you are a way scary introverted. Hmm. <laughs> that's about the uh, gist of it. Tracy comes over. Well, we have. Friends that are allergic to animals, and that's why they don't come over. No, you're not. No, you're not. We'll argue about this later. I love you both. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love you both. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye. Inhale. Exhale. <laughs> I'm just picking on you. Yep, and repeat. Yep, yep, yep. All right, folks, we've been enough. Time to say goodnight. Hope goodnight. Good night. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Yep, I hope you did enjoy it, too. Oh, and Pablo, thank Pablo, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm sure Pablo thanks you guys for listening. In the meantime, uh, we'll catch you next week. And you, the gremlin. What in the?